welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 388, and I'm here with Adol. Hey! And Lucy. Hello. Ooh, your audio. Literally, we're just talking about microphones earlier. <laughs> your audio cut out <laughs> instantly. Yeah, I was like, neither of us heard you say hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh. God, the technology's the worst. There we go. There we go. That's, that's, yes. <sighs> a good start. Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. Yeah. Now, now my mic is looking better. Okay. Anyway, get into the show. The microphone just had a bit <laughs> of starting nerves or something and just wasn't yeah. quite ready. Yeah. Got, got the jitters. Yes, there. yes. Um, mm-hmm. Good. Let's open some beers. As we do in each and every week. Uh, Adol, oh, what shit. are you starting oh. off with this week? Yeah, it depends. Lizzie, are you having one or two? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay, well, I, just because, like last week, you guys mocked me for the order. I had my two beers, and so I was gonna be like, "Well, I'll just make the decision now." Um, I'll have I'll, what I'm going to start with slash maybe stay with is the Warsaw Dream Polish Nipa from Funky Fluid and Warsaw Festival Piwa. Nice. Uh, so it is a collab. Warsaw Beer Festival special, top Polish breweries twice a year, one of the best beer events in Europe. Uh, and it's, uh, so it's, I believe Funky Fluid and WFP are both Polish breweries, but it's a collab. Intense aromatic New England IPA hopped using only Polish hop varieties. Brewed mm. together with the Warsaw Beer Festival, come to the festival and rate the beer in the untapped app. And there's a little untapped QR code. Oh, interesting. Gosh, convenient. Yeah, mm. so that was one of the reasons why I had to grab this tin when I saw it in the store. I was like, interesting. A, like, untapped branded beer festival. If I really like this, I don't know if you'll be able to get it, folks. As well. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's um, it was imported to the UK by James Clay's and Sons and Brighouse. Oh, good. Um, and it's... Pale unfiltered pasteurized. It... We, doesn't it just says water malt, barley malt, wheat malt, oat flakes, oat malt, hops, and yeast. So I don't know what the six point four percent Polish Nipa is, which I think is a little weird given that it's like bragging about using Polish hops. Mm. Not bragging, but like commenting. Like on a it. selling point, uh, you know. Yeah, and it's got a three out of five on their bitterness scale. Okay, tiny little. So anyway, thing. I don't. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect. Fair, because there's okay. so little flavor text. But I was like, beer festival beer. Neat. I could actually have checked untapped, I suppose, and see what people thought. But let's just find out together. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Lucy, I see you mm. moving a can around. What are you? What are you drinking? Yes, I've got a beer from Adwob in <gasps> Virginia, Ooh. USA, um, and it's called Maiden of Pain, which is. Uh, a 7.5%. Where did I see the style? Where was it again? There's a lot of flavor. Well, not flavor. There's a lot of writing on it. And it's just like some weird metal. <laughs> that, that sounds right for our three, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, where? Oh, it's a rye India pale ale. Oh, rye. Nice. Yeah. That's why I picked it up. Um, this was. I think it was a few months ago. I think I just forgot I had it. Um, but yeah, this was apparently canned in July. Okay. I think I got it uh, maybe a month or two after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
been sitting about a bit, but hopefully it's still due. Was that because you had a bit of a f- not a flurry necessarily of American beers, but the, there was somewhere local to you that that just happened to get a bunch of American breweries in, right? Yeah, left. Uh, I was going to say left-handed beer. Yeah, I was wondering. That's a brewery. Is it, yeah, <laughs> left field beer in Birmingham. They do a lot of. Uh, they import a lot, basically. Nice. Okay. Um, from Europe. USA, USA probably a bit more now than Europe mm-hmm. because bureaucracy, sure. um, mm. and Brexit. So, but yeah, they get a lot of American beers. Nice, nice. Ooh, it's very rye. It's very red. That's ruby. Mm. Yeah, it's probably a bit more orange okay. where I am. Light is probably making it a bit more red. Mm. But yes, it is. Yeah, nice. It's, it's a deep amber. We'll return to it momentarily. Um, I think I'm almost completing the trifecta of IPAs. I've got a West Coast IPA uh, mm-hmm. this evening, um, and I'm drinking White Oak from Polly's. Um, I haven't had a Polly's beer for a while. Um, this one Ooh. you can't see because of my light. It's basically a white can with a little bit of a a little bit of a grain to it. Not not quite um, timber. You could almost take it for a piece of painted timber, being called white oak, um, as Polly's do. There is almost no information uh, on the can itself. It is 6.9%. This is part of the Augment Range White Oak West Coast IPA, brewed in mould in North Wales. And the only things I know are that it's got water, gluten, malted barley, oats, wheat, hops, and yeast in it. Um, best before, like, summer next year, so... I don't know when this was brewed, but it's got a good amount of time uh, yeah. on it. Um, it does tell me on the front, however, that it's got Citra, Comet, and Idaho 7 in it as well. Hmm. I think I must have noticed that before to pick it up, but I've only just noticed it now to say. Um, okay. So a little bit more info, which is nice uh, from Polly's. I will crack this open and we'll roll back round to the funky fluid. Funky fluid. Funky fluid. Um... Yeah. So it poured with a bit of head, but it nice. was, yeah, it's not a. I just assume it's a translation problem. No, um, was it? I can't. Was it? It might not have been last year. It might have been the year before. They always do a. Uh, when I say always, they have previously done sort of wintery kind of beers, haven't they? I know Lucy, you, but I think both you and I have had Funky Fluid and like Malt Garden or someone like that, mm. um, like collaboration beers around this time of year. Well, I don't know why funky fluids seem to appear yeah. around the winter much more than we like ever yeah. have had them kind of at any other time. Yeah, um, but yes, a lot of those uh, Eastern European uh, breweries, especially stouts, mm. often bring out a big one like, mm. towards the end of the year that's been aged. Yes. So, oh, mm. nice. Interesting. So it, it, it's quite aromatic. Um, a little sweet, almost a bit of honey. On a peak of a slight tart. Hmm, what is that? It's a beer. Is that a bird? Some is kind of funky fluid. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Did it dunk the funk? No. <laughs> Dunk the funk. It's got a nice pineyness to it. Really good bitter aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It starts tasting a bit wet, um, and then 
in the mid than it finished, it gets feels it feels more viscous. I think that's just mm. the the fact that the initial taste is a little light, and then you get sort of a deluge of the flavors. Um, very light citrus note. Um, I said light, a nice, good, rich, piney bitterness uh, lingers. Um. It finishes a bit, uh, like, you, texturally, it's lingering in my mouth, but there's so much bitter, um, like, coming from the hops that I'm feeling like I want to quench my thirst, even though I feel liquid still in my mouth, mm, that makes mm. sense. It's, it's quite um, hop-forward. Okay. It's really tasty. It's just not going to last long at all because of this, like, slightly drying feeling of a finish and the person drinking it having you know mild alcoholism um <laughs> what was the percentage seven point something 6.4 oh okay right okay you know what i'm actually given that they bragged about it on untapped i'm just gonna warsaw have a dream luke. have a luke i'm have a luke i'd, I'd say that's crushable shrimp oh people yeah. may say it's around the fours or even the fives I'd go anywhere up to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Just nailing, no, I mean, nailing eight point. Crushable has nothing beers. to do with the ABV, right? No, sometimes it's like the body. If it's like yeah. true, yeah, not true, too heavy. Yep. Yeah. absolutely. I think that's what I, that's I, what think I tell no, everyone. You know, uh, higher percentage beers do start to command a bit more of a viscous, a bit more of a bigger kind of body mm-hmm. on a lot of them, and with with those higher percentages, you get that little bit more kind of sweetness, which stops yeah. it being maybe a little bit chuggable. So whilst I don't think it is ABV, it can definitely have an effect. Oh yeah, no, I don't well, know. Let's not get. Yeah, I don't know whether we've found anyone yet that's done like an eight percent. Or a, a dipper, which feels like a, a wheat beer or a pale or something that's just really mm. light and airy. I've had, Pillowy, I've had, definitely, but maybe yeah. not quite mm-hmm. light. Not quite that, but I've definitely had crushable um, 8% dippers mm. easy. Mm. i tell you what was crushable. Like they're just like um, really crisp, a bit zesty. Sure. So, like, yes, they've got a bit more punch behind them, but you're like, oh, that, that, that beginning taste. I just want to... Mm. And then you go... Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Dea uh, Steady Rolling Man that was the double IPA, the Strato. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, the Strato one's very good. Very crushable. Yeah, I, I like. I, I, mm. I this is the one I had at the Hop Knocker on tap that I was thinking oh. about when I just said this this exact thing and I just couldn't remember which one. So I was like, oh, instead of boring you with a non-story with no beer label, I'll just say, yeah, I've had one before. And you've literally told me the, the one that I had. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that is a crushable dipper. Yeah, yeah. I... I... I want to go back to mine. Yes, if, 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 yeah, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Dare, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they should just make double IPAs now. Yeah. Mm. Interestingly, um, I had a very good I... conversation in the shop around the corner um, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, Ranjit, who runs the shop, he's just got some uh, some more Wiper and True beers in. He's constantly rotating the, the the beers from Wiper and True and from Arbor and and that sort of stuff. You know, he must have sort of fifteen different variations of an Arbor beer on the shelf at any kind of one time. And he said, "Oh, have you heard of Daya?" <laughs> All right. Yeah. I will be in here every single fucking day. If I've got Daya on the shelf around the corner, 
there's I'm done. There's no there's yeah. no point. I just yeah. you'll never see me again. You know. It's it's just crazy how like it hasn't quite proliferated in Bristol as much as it has up here mm. because it's like everywhere you turn there's a day there's like every new day about so because yeah it's equidistant between uh, Birmingham and Bristol yes yeah. so yeah I mean maybe it's because you have so many fancy beers already and mm. um, so. I think it's, it's popular here because one of the guys like the guy who runs the Hopknocker is such a big fan that he just has like built a relationship with them so. Mm. Like one of the like pseudo rotating tabs is almost always steady rolling, man. Also, Ben, you've become oh, yeah. a static man. Oh no, I'm pretty That's sure. So I, interesting. I don't know. Pretty sure is I moved. Ben's signal fine for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, on the video and on Discord, yeah, and on on Twitch and everything. <laughs> Everywhere, yeah, all the places he, I move. Yes. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good for this. <laughs> good, good. Um, okay. Uh, did well, you have I'll, any I'll, I'll final thoughts um, from Untapped on the Warsaw Dream? How do we uh, move so, on? because I don't currently have an account, I can't look past the ah. first page, and most of it. This is one of the reasons I don't like Untapped. Most of it is people checking in, not mm. saying anything, and giving me no information. Yep. The one comment Guilty. that was there. <laughs> Sorry. Guilty. <laughs> mm. Um, the one comment that was there was loved it apart for the artificial sweet finish. I suspect it'd be even worse if it wasn't cold. Um, oh. and I kind of get what they mean on the artificial sweet finish, mm. but I think it's just the, I think it's just not very sweet, but there's just a moment where the sweetness emerges, but then you still have that bitter. And I think it's making it feel, I can see why someone might've felt aspartame Okay. But I think it's just two different tastes that are like congealing rather than blending mm. fair, fair but i mean it's a very small moment from from my taste i didn't think i didn't really pick up on it but yeah mm-hmm. it's i think what it is is there's a certain peaky bitterness that lingers and then so when the sweet comes in it, it can come in and feel a bit aspartame just because right. it has that like i said that a bit of that i want to quench my thirst type bitter mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay good um we'll come in lucy to the maiden of pain i don't know is that the beer or is it yeah. is it you i'm not sure Mm. How much Call of Duty have you been absolutely fucking destroying people? On? <laughs> oh, I will get into that because um, I have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, so <laughs> the same thing about Jusant again, which I'm still enjoying. But um, yes, the Maiden of Pain. It's it's got a really interesting smell. It's got like that bready maltiness that really mm. moorish kind of smell but at the same time it's got like very vibrant citrusy notes like a like a new england ipa almost mm. okay it's like really really strong aroma what we i know it was a rye <laughs> ipa is there another adjunct yeah. in between rye and ipa on the no okay no it doesn't tell me what hops they use what else is in here? Unfortunately, I don't want to tilt the can too much. Mm. No, it's just um, a government warning. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know what's in here, but but yeah, as I say, like really, you know, multi aroma, but also very piney and citrusy. Nice. Ooh. Got a nice bit of bitterness. Mmm. 
is a that's a weird beer. <laughs> it's just like the aroma because it's like it's got all the um, trademarks of like a really fruit forward IPA, like, and it's got like the bitterness and maltiness of like a West Coast IPA. Hmm. And I think that's that rye drawing all those, yeah, all that malty, that breadiness. Hmm. It's got a nice bit of carbonation. Just quite a... I guess a subtle bit of carbonation, like mostly smooth finish. Hmm. Which, yeah, on the on the finish you get in... More of that malt, and then that gives way to the bitterness. It's a really nice beer. I'd probably say it's a bit like a West Coast IPA. Okay. But the bitterness is... It doesn't have the... the I guess it does. It, it's just a weird beer. It's like... <laughs> it's hmm. like a... Yeah, it's like... It, IPA, what you'd think of like a West Coast IPA, which is more, you know, goes for more for the malts and the bitter, and it's not like as fruity and as punchy as a New England IPA, but it's mm-hmm. still got tons of flavour to it, it's tons of fruit, tons of like citrus, and it just marries so well with mm. that, with that rye, with that breadiness, with that maltiness. It's just a perfectly balanced beer. It's a, sort of like. The, the best New England, the best West Coast IPA got together, had a beautiful little baby. <laughs> That's what it's like. Nice. I think there's nice. some funky fluid involved with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, this won't last long because I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, just that nice bitter aftertaste. You never get that anymore. And it's just. Mm. Ooh, it's just. Yeah, and the seven point five percent, it's it, it gives it a decent amount of body in that mm-hmm. like mouth coating feel, and it's very, it's got a lot of Moorishness to it, but it's something that you could also like drink for like a nice fruity refresher at the same time. It's just it's just doing so many things at the same time, but doing it well, and nothing's like stepping on anything else. It all just harmonizes perfectly. Very good. Good. Very good. Good. Amazing. Amazing. And um, rolls nicely then into the into the West Coast uh, IPA that I've got from Polly's. Um, expecting hopefully some nice bitterness kind of in this because again, as you say, Lucy, bitterness has been missing recently with with a lot of beers, and it's something I think uh, I'm very much in the mood for, you know, especially with that mm-hmm. turn into maybe going towards more wintry kind of styles. Um, uh, and into stouts and things like that. I definitely want a bit of a heft of, of bitterness before going into that sort of mode. So, um, very light nose on on the white oak. You can see it's kind of very light in color. Mm-hmm. It's it's not hazy. You can see my hand through the through the glass. Um, a little bit of distortion, but not a huge amount. There's a bit of carbonation when I poured the beer, but again, that's dissipated really quickly. Um, but a nice light nose, a little sweetness. Hmm. I tend to find Polly's have like a heightened sense of sweetness to them, you know. Uh, yes, um, yes. I don't know whether that's kind of the water quality or, or what they get, sort of the combination of uh, um, 
sort of malts to, to hops that they kind of use, but they're always a bit of a heightened sweetness. You definitely get that on this nose. Very difficult to place exactly what that sweetness is as well. It's just sweet. It just smells very sweet. It's very fruity. Hmm. I mean, that's a lovely flavour. But it's again, it's like an amalgam of different tastes that's very difficult to pick out individual elements of it. Um, and that bit, in, this does have a bitterness to it. I'll get to that in a second because I'm dried out almost instantly. So, starts off with a little bit of fruit. Starts off maybe not quite as sweet as the nose. Saying about that heightened sweetness in these in polys, and yeah. um, don't quite get that on the flavour. Comes much more in the nose than it does in the flavour, and it's maybe a little bit of like sort of ripe melon right at the start, like that mm. kind of okay. flavour to it. And it is really difficult to tell because you kind of start off with that melon, and then the bitterness kind of almost kicks in straight away, and that bitterness is very very piney. It's like I'm stood in a forest full of pine trees and they're just beating me around the head with their branches. Like, it's incredibly piney. And that's nice, but it's dried my mouth out so much and it's become so sort of chewy and a bit sticky that I kind of want to chase that first flavour. But it's so short that I know that I'm just going to go through this cycle again and again and again yeah, really, really quickly. And I like the flavour. I just, I, I want this to be a touch longer. You know, if it was 30 seconds long before it dried me out rather than 15, this would be brilliant. And I could sort of sit and just sup it that little bit longer. But at the moment, it just dries out too quickly for me to pick out any of those initial kind of flavours. And mm -hmm. the pineiness just takes over. That bitterness just just overrides everything else in this. Um, and again, great because I wanted a big bitter beer, um, and the, yeah. the the piney flavour isn't harsh. Um, it's it it, it it it's a good kind of level of bitterness to it. But I think I just need a bit more at the start, just to keep me in. And that might come the more I drink it the more that might start to sort of un, uh, unveil itself a little bit, the, the the way my palate kind of adapts and it might not dry out quite as quickly, you know, if by the time I get sort of halfway through the glass sort of thing. So uh, we will return to mm. all of our beers, I think. So it'd be interesting uh, um, to round out this week to see what has changed from these initial flavours as we've been drinking through. Um, but should we start where we've kind of alluded to with you, Lucy, and with, uh, with a little call of duty? Putting more Call of Duty. I could play it like every day. Really? I have an issue. Yeah, even if it's for like like twenty minutes or something like that. Mm. I mean, that almost sounds ideal. Yeah, I think this is why people play these games. Yes. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they. I think they know how to appease people because they have these playlists, which is just basically. Every couple days, they have a playlist where you can just play on a certain map, and it's always the good maps, yeah, like Terminal, and the mad maps like Rust, mm. 
and shipment and this weekend's uh, playlist or week, I don't know how long it lasts, uh, is Rust and Shipment. Nice. And I was just sat there playing and I was just laughing myself <laughs> because <laughs> hard point on shipment. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, hard point is basically you have to get into this like uh, this rotating set of areas on the map and stay there and hold hold down the force and um, only when your team is in charge of the area do you rack up kills and mm-hmm. points. Um, right. And because shipment's such a small hectic map, the hard point areas is like literally a meter by a meter. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing! Just everyone like huddled <laughs> in, in there, <laughs> and it's just bedlam. It's just chaos, and I was just laughing my head off because it's like you die every five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Oh, that madness. sounds almost like, um. Skill leveling, if it's like so cra- crammed, no one can just like own everyone for too long. Well, I did because I got. Well, like I know you did. Years. I mean, real people, people <laughs> who have have a limited <laughs> skill versus an infinite skill. <laughs> yeah, I got like a nine kill streak or something like that. So it's like, yeah, but um, yeah, it's just stupid. It's just so dumb. I'm sure the game's broken as well. <laughs> it's just like I mean, what? Okay. What? The respawns have just seen, even though even you know, how are you going to respawn on such a on such small maps mm. in a good place? But I still think it's probably a little bit broken. <laughs> I kind of got two two things to jump in with, but the first I always <laughs> remember with Rust: just have a shotgun and run around, mm. and if you do manage to get killed. Then you know that as soon as you spawn, someone's just going to shotgun you and you're dead again. Like it's it just the, yeah. the cycle. The, the you know you might then respawn in a in a good position to get a chance to then do the same to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really interesting that this is a really. It's not as we have talked about previously, weeks and weeks back, about the actual game and where it sits within the pantheon of Call of Duty games. This isn't a remake of Call of Duty Three. It is. Oh, sorry, not a remake of Modern Warfare 3. It is the third game in the reimagining of the Modern Warfare series and the new direction that it took. But Rust is like a Modern Warfare 2 map. Uh, and so, so shipment is like a Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2 yeah. maps. Like, interesting. It's because it's not really a new game. Right, right no, it's, it's, exactly, exactly. Like, this is, it's almost just, you know, we have a new engine. We have put the same game in the new engine with a different, a slightly different story for four hours mm-hmm. or whatever everyone was crying about because the campaign was too short. Um, yeah. You know, and, and they've gone, Wait. we are just kind of rinse and repeat at this point. And actually, something like Warzone, uh, the, 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 the kind of battle royale mode, is seems more of a pull than maybe the main Call of Duty game is these days. That's, but I would imagine... That's insane. I mean, it, but Wait. multiplayer... I mean, I'll take your word for it. I generally don't I mean, know. No, I don't know. Like I don't know. It, that's just yeah. uh, okay. just a suggestion. But I would imagine that multiplayer... Again, single player, I think, for Call of Duty, after the Modern Warfare kind of... You know, Modern Warfare 
Black Ops, maybe Modern Warfare 2, mm. the single player started to tail off after that kind of point. Mm. Um, and it became much more of a focus on the multiplayer, which was really strong in those those games as well anyway. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But I think that they've They're just got to a point now. In that time. It yeah. just fluctuates and it's just like, it's like waking up in Britain. It's like sometimes the weather's going to be good, sometimes it's going to be bad. But you're still going to have to go out in it. <laughs> People are still going to buy Call of Duty. It doesn't matter if it's good or if it's bad. You know, it's, it's like it's like driving down to the beach in the summer. It could piss it down with rain. You're mm. still going to go. Mm. You're still going to um, have somewhat of an enjoyable time, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah, that's what Call of Duty is. It doesn't matter if it's good or if it's bad. People will play it. Which I, is I was curious. a sad indictment on everything people. in this world but yeah, yeah. well <laughs> yeah, i mean but... sometimes quality isn't is is getting what you expect yeah i have no expectations for call of duty mm. and the fact that it's meeting the expectations of i liked how call of duty was back in 2009 2010 mm. 11 or whatever that is what i like sure. i don't I, I don't know like are people looking for call of duty to be like groundbreaking and not just iterative like I, I, I don't know who these people are what do you expect you know and I'm not even talking about like wider implications of the studio and what's mm-hmm. going on with Activision it's mm. just like it's it's a yearly product it's not going to get leagues better oh, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's actually surprising when it does it's, it's more likely what? to get worse with such a short turnaround of development cycles you know? interestingly I, I i was curious because you you said you're having so much fun i'm like oh that Warzone is free what if i downloaded that and took it took it and then i opened the steam page and it's like mostly negative recent gigs. mostly negative total <laughs> oh. uh and people are not happy with Warzone apparently um i i i, I don't know it's like we're not Apparently, happy paying gas and electric. We still have to do it, you know. <laughs> it's just like, just well, like, yeah. But I just people are what's... complaining. It's like, why? Because you're gonna buy it anyway. You're gonna play it anyway. Wasn't that like really funny meme of like people saying that they're gonna boycott a Call of Duty, and then someone screenshotted like everyone in that Reddit post, and it was all online playing Call of Duty <laughs> yeah. or something. Was Call of Duty well, that game? So apparently, remember, but... just going by the Steam reviews. That um, apparently there was cosmetics people paid for. Um, multiple people said they bought DLC, they bought cosmetics, and then those things disappeared in in the in the Modern Warfare Three update. Oh, and they took things away. Right, I think from the game from is the account guilt. slash Warzone. I think the game is a victim of forcing this kind of like. You know, monetization. Yeah, I mean, that's people. the problem. None of it's this a... should be monetized at all. So it shouldn't matter if it disappears. You'd be like, oh, I earned that. My time should be pissed. I should yeah. be pissed about. But also, it's a new game. Like, also, the fact that this is a game that is a sequel to a game that is also built on the free game. Mm. And they're all the same thing. And so, if you yeah. want to play one of these games, you have to download 70 to 120 gigs of assets because you're getting all three because they're secretly the same game mm. and it's just yeah. a few lines of yeah. code that won't let you do like it's insane that you they literally make you get the assets and also that these assets are so uncompressed and poorly coded that they're huge <laughs> yeah and i'm sure like the lara croft suit is like op and pay to win but anyway uh that may just 
be me. Maybe it's just people who... There's a Lara Croft suit? I'm pretty sure. Is there a level full of, of scantily clad women there that is, you yeah. blend into? Yeah, is that why it's OP? Yeah, she, she's, she, no, she's, she's got the holsters on the shorts and, you know... Like, it's the classic... It's Lara Croft. Classic teal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. teal top yeah. and, and shorts, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like... I think they wanted their cake and eat it too. Like, have a 60 pound, 70 pound product every year. Mm. And... Not have monetization one. things, season passes, yeah. all passes, and then not. It, it's such a, it's sad because it's like oh, having a free to play kind of thing like like Apex Legends or Destiny now or whatever. Mm. Like yeah. the studios are expected to keep up with content and this and that, and to have like a pretty robust underlying online system which call of duty has but i don't think it was ever built the engine to support like as you say hundreds of skins battle passes this events and that and the other probably holding up a decent amount but Mm. maybe wasn't built for that maybe the teams weren't built for like you know churning out endless content and skins i don't know but it's just like it just seems yeah you wanted your cake and you eat it too and now people are disappointed because it's not promising everything that a online a game as a service online game usually would in this in these horrible times that we live in. Yeah, it's like the expectation from players has gone up. It's like I, I all, all this battle, but I just press B, skip all, and it's like I don't care. I and and the unlocking system is so convoluted I don't understand it yeah. so guess what I'm going to do I'm going to play with the opening assault rifle or the one that I unlocked right after that and I'm just going to put on the attachments that I know that I can unlock just by leveling up yeah. the ones where it's like I have to complete like free daily challenges or this and that it's like okay screw that I'm not doing that I'm just going to yeah, have but no scope see... no optic no I'm scope just gonna and I'm just going to be like, look, I'm still the best player yeah. on the team. Because mm. I don't care. It's like, I don't care if my gun has this skin or this. Just akimbo oh, SMGs. Just bog standard. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Dead. It's, it's like, fine-tuning to that am- amount is insane to me. Because it's like, what's the point? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an interesting kind of, uh, in terms of... I suppose at least consumer power mm-hmm. in that I don't know whether Activision have taken any notice and whether things in that sort of space in Warzone or anything has shifted. But I did read today about Destiny 2 pulling, they've just started a new season and they've pulled what they were calling a starter kit. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, if you're kind of not necessarily new to Destiny, but if you're coming back to Destiny 2 and you're jumping yeah. back in, you could buy this starter kit for, I don't know, like 15 quid or something. But oh, it was yeah. it was full of old weapons that mm-hmm. are quite specific to certain builds. It was quite, uh, um, I suppose, limited or a bit stingy in the kind of currencies and materials that you would get with it there's like cosmetic items in there as well which i guess depends mm-hmm. on your taste whether you like them or not and i think that the, the... <laughs> you want to play as Nicki minaj yeah. <laughs> bright pink but it's, target. it's interesting that the conversation around this because bungie pulled you know as soon as people were like this is shit 
why would you want to if you bought this anyone who's played the game will tell you you're an absolute fucking mug uh, for picking mm. this up because it's a lot of money for not very much kind of product um, but Bungie have pulled it so they're, they're not selling it anymore whether they issued refunds to people who had I don't know yeah. whether it's just nah. a right we pulled that because we don't like the product as such and we'll deal with the fallout of that and give people who have bought it other stuff I don't know whether anything has happened around that with, with Call of Duty because Call of Duty no, seems no because they still haven't pulled the Groot suit but, so this is, is it Call see. of Duty seems well, even more done? fucking absurd no. right Call of Duty is absurd in the skins and <laughs> cosmetics that you can kind of get for it and they Activision well especially when none of these are branded they're just like fucking it's just like rip off it's like oh well we wanted to people to, people like Groot okay well we'll just Make a Groot. How do we make it sure that Disney doesn't sue us? I don't know. We'll make we'll make it more like empty. We'll just get rid of half of Groot, and then it can't be Groot because Groot's a pretty full, like a trunk. It was like, well, what if we just have holes in it? I was like, oh, well, now it's easier to hide as this thing. Yes, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, I don't even think it's actually modeled off Groot. I think it's just the kind of suit, and oh. then people call yeah. it the Groot. Suit. Oh, I know. <laughs> My point is that they're yeah. doing all these random things, right? Yeah, I'm sure Spawn is in there. Oh, really? Yeah, I, or, or someone that. I mean, a you know, you, looks you very much like it. You know, you should never play as that because everyone knows there's at least three guys on every round who spawn camp. Hey. <laughs> so you're just gonna get killed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's like enough. go the other way to something like Fortnite, which does sell for you know. I don't know whether it's reasonable or not, but sells for money certain skins and packs and things. But because of the aesthetic and the kind of game that it is, I think Fortnite can get away with you being like Superman or John yeah, John Cena, absolutely, just like the one. most absurd fucking things to be able to run around and you know, yeah, I'm I'm Superman, but I'm shooting you with a sniper rifle. Uh, you know, it is it is literally just the cosmetic. If you want to look like Superman, cool, give us a give us five quid and you can run around and look like Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean one of the dangers is when they make some mistake like a Groot suit and if they're <laughs> if you're paying for it mm. then you have to refund everyone when you nerf or when you get rid of it or you try and nerf it. So now it's Superman but he's, you know Not I don't Superman. know. Clark wearing a black suit <laughs> instead of a blue one. I don't know what environment in Superman skin would be OP. I a guess bright ocean blue. fighting. <laughs> it's so or human That's bright pink. That I just can't. I can't reconcile. I think it's great. Like, that's no, that's perfect. Why? Why? It's, bright, it's perfect because it's never going to be OP. You want all your skins to be batshit <laughs> stupid, and then people are not hiding based on what they bought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the bigger the wider the birth of dumbass, <laughs> the the easier it is to make, not worry. But again, it would be interesting if they've got like suddenly, as as the Groot suit has kind of brought up, whether they have sold sold like ghillie suits and stuff for, you know, uh, for money, that it, it, it does feel like more of a pay to win because you have that advantage by being in a suit which is literally meant to be camouflaged rather than just absurd pink bikini lady running around fucking going nuts like i i don't think to be fair i don't think she's in a bikini i think she's okay. in a like just one piece suit right <laughs> so even even more pink i don't think there are yeah which is the opposite of pay to be fair to them i don't think they have 
uh, intentional pay to win things. I think it's just like you know, just, just dumb. Um, you know, a mishap or mm-hmm. you know, just someone being very short sighted, putting a impossible to see group suit um, <laughs> on the level. But uh, yeah, it's it's so stupid. <laughs> Oh, I but it, again, like I'm not engaging with half of its systems yeah. or unlocks or anything. Not, I mean, fact, I think that's the way you have to play. Ninety-nine percent, mm. and it's like still having fun. Well, those maps are good, still good, good mm. proof that people don't need to engage in the system. They can just enjoy the the, yeah. the base product, uh, yeah. not having to to lean into everything. So, um, mm-hmm. cool, cool. I, I imagine Modern Warfare Three may <laughs> rear its big yeah, brutish okay. head um, I really want to write something yeah. about it but okay. it's just I'd probably just be like it's a Modern Warfare game yeah I'd be like whisper to people who liked Call of Duty way back when just like look it's not for the kids it's for us oldies <laughs> it's for us it's not for us seven reasons <laughs> maybe the last seven one. reasons why <laughs> Call of Duty the new Call of Duty is for the almost dead um <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, yes, it, Call of Duty may may appear again as a talking point, dependent maybe on maybe I'm how much Lucy is playing. Maybe I'm better at it than everybody because I turned off. This is another thing that you didn't have to do with Call of Duty. I had to turn off like literally every, you know, fairy dust setting that makes a game look pretty. Right. It's like. Turn off all this motion blur stuff and this head sway and this head bob and crap. It's just like, how does anyone see? It was like it was like someone smeared Vaseline on my TV before I changed everything. It's like, <laughs> no wonder nobody can play this game as good as I can. <laughs> mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. yeah. Be interesting to see if people lean into the accessibility options. Um, which there are a lot and, to be and, fair, and which is are like good. this is the colorblind mode, so we make everybody red. Like brilliant, fine, yeah, just just make everybody red, so I can <laughs> yeah, just great. see them all constantly. Um, cool, no, it's, it's good with in that respect. Mm. So that's good. That's one thing. Going good. Mm. Uh, Lucy, you also mentioned just some which I yeah. uh, I want to just spend five minutes on maybe because um, I mm. have been playing it. Mm-hmm. Um and really really enjoying it. Um, yeah. this Same. is this is my kind of fucking game. Um, yeah. I constantly I keep experiencing little things with this, where I just sort of like nod to myself like yes, this is this mm. is this is an excellent video game. <laughs> yeah, just, like as a as a kind of as a package as an experience, you know, it's not going to be everyone's. Uh, kind of cup of tea it's it's very much a it's not a walking simulator but it is a climbing simulator in which not a huge amount happens apart from the traversal and ascending up the the environment essentially and the different kinds of puzzly ways of being able to do that um but what I really like about it is it evokes so many other games and the experiences that I've kind of had with them. So it's got a feel of, um, and, and very much through its kind of tone and the aesthetic, uh, uh, Kena 
Bridge of Spirits, uh, which was a great mm. game, very different kind of game, a bit more of an action kind of game. Um, but it feels like that at times, the way that the light and the shadow and the just the, the, the kind of the different environments sort of inside versus outside, whether you're in the sun, whether you're in the shade, like that works really, really well in this yeah. game. And they've it's really pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty, but it also feels incredibly considered as well you know that suddenly you're moving through the spaces and it goes the sun is out and that has a slightly different effect on things you're like well of course it does yeah brilliant Mm -hmm. great then they've just brought that in for you to have to then deal with i'm like cool yeah i like i recently came across that mechanic i'm i'm in chapter three i think still um Mm. but yeah i think considered is a brilliant word to use because it's just it's it's one mechanic done really mm. well. Um, yeah, it is just climbing, but yeah, it just adds small little increments, like you know the environmental, you know the heat thing, and just like oh, and then there's different kinds of um, you know things, the flora and the fauna that yeah. help you traverse uh, these you know rock cliffs and stuff like that. Just small little details like. Nothing, you know, revolutionary, nothing that majorly changes the mechanics or the game overall, but just nice little things just to keep you going. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. And it's like, I'm I'm trying to savour it because I'm enjoying it that much. It's like, because mm. I could, mm. could just like smash it out just like in one go, but it's like, no, I want to. want to savour the climb. Absolutely. want to enjoy mountains. And it's... It's the other the other game that it reminds me of is Journey, right? Because it it has that feel that the idea that you want to experience the space that you're in, you want to savor mm-hmm. the experience of that, and just doesn't have the mm-hmm. uh, uh, that the shared experience idea that that Journey has, where you're moving through the environment with I another kind of that character. Cool that would be, and it, yeah. it would be very cool, absolutely. If you could yeah. just see someone like just a little bit ahead of you on a on a different <laughs> kind of climb. Drop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's very very forgiving, Jacinth, in yeah. in yeah. Uh, in that you can't just yeah. jump off the edge. You know, it won't allow no, you no. to just send your character <laughs> to his death. Um, mm. But I think that would be a very cool thing to to experience. But it's more like, <laughs> it, and the reason it reminds me of Journey is more like the moments of wonder, where you kind of yeah. climb up something, you get to the, the the top of that climb, and you step up onto uh, the, the the precipice and just see the expanse kind of before you, yeah. or you see these like Im- very crazy kind of buildings and stuff like, and you're like, oh, I can. It's not just the 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 writing and things that you find in the environment which are telling you the story it's the environment itself does a really Mm -hmm. good job of telling you the story of this big rock sticking out of the ground through the ages through the the, you know through climate change and the way that the water has receded down and the different the different environments it's really really good works very very well yeah and like one of the most satisfying things in a video game is like seeing how far you've come. Mm. Sort of like a Metroidvania where you go to, back to a, like a starting area and you're just slaughtering everything there. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing like, oh, I climbed from that little ledge down there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've, I've come a long way. And just, yeah, and just looking out like, because you, 
the way the camera is, especially when you climb in, it's like it's so focused on like just where you are. Yes. It doesn't zoom out or anything like that. So it's like you're you're just you feel like you're oh, just in that contained little space. And then when you actually look out like at the vista mm. and like see how yeah, the the tide has literally receded and it's just like just rocks out where the sea would be. It's it's quite striking. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Mm. Um, yeah, I, they should make a sequel that has journey-like mechanics. Absolutely. Where, you know, there's all, where there's like, I don't know, Sylvester Stallone or, or Cliffhanger or, or Jim Carrey like uh, slacklining it and crying out for his monkey that fell like, <laughs> like Ace Ventura. <laughs> Put those skins Oh, that uh, just it suddenly just turns into fucking Stallone trying to climb up the climb up the mountain. Yeah. Um, it's what I what I kind of uh, again to to evoke another game. What I sort of want from Jusant is very similar to Journey, but also um, similar to Celeste in like that. Celeste is such a good game in terms of the way that it builds and builds and builds and teaches you how to be better and helps you it doesn't throw you in at the deep end it, it allows you to just improve on those puzzles as they get more difficult and the end of celeste is such a ride and i think it's the same with that the, the sort of the end of journey it's such a the finish on those two games is phenomenal and i think mm-hmm. that is that is going to be sort of whether for me just sound is like one of the better games of the year or not is going to be if it has mm. that kind of finish to it, whether mm. it just has that kind of like, you know, it is all about climbing and it's not just about endless climbing. It is about that sense of wonder. It's about that sense of discovery and, and these kinds of things, but whether actually just sound has that kind of emotional pull that those other two games mm. kind of have towards mm. the end of that, you know, you've had this experience, you've, you've taken this character across this huge, ascent and mm-hmm. when you get to that actually whatever the end point is whether it has yeah. that same impact that those other two games i, I hope have. it doesn't because because i don't want to cry because um, i was because th- <laughs> i was thinking oh yeah the uh, the art style sort of reminds me of like rhyme yes yeah yeah definitely yeah. yeah and i was like i wasn't expecting the ending for that game mm. and it's like i hope this does nothing similar i hope it's just like yeah I, you know Climb the top of the mountain, go, you know, inhale, exhale. Okay, and time to go back down. Thanks. You know, didn't find anything. Mm. Didn't find the water. Time to, time to go back down and <laughs> just have some scrap. Just find another one. <laughs> just find yeah, another yeah. one to climb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll be like, oh, that was fun. Cool. <laughs> back down. Because, <laughs> yeah, I just, it, it would be good if it had that emotional payoff, but I, I don't think I want that. Yeah, just this m- I just want a calm, mo- yeah, climbing. just a monumental abseil down to the bottom, or there's a Ooh. there's a paraglider up the top or something, and you just circle on oh, your way back yeah. down, just seeing everything that you've experienced as you yes. as you sort of go down. So, um, yeah, I, I'm on um, I'm on chapter four. Uh, I don't okay. know how many chapters there are. I know, Adol, you, you when we were talking about this last week, you said it's about three or four hours long something like yeah. that um i am currently on five hours it's four hours it's four total so four four okay. it's four with main and extras at five and a half okay cool 
So I've I've explored, and I've looked leisurely, for the, yeah, for the reading, frescoes and leisurely stuff. Leisurely going through the main story is like seven and a half hours or eight okay. and a half. Cool. Okay. So, so I'm, you're probably I'm, yeah. nearing the end. Yeah, I'm just over five. Probably. So maybe it's a sort of a five chapter kind of game, um, or, or maybe six with a with a shorter kind of finish, perhaps. Um, but yes, uh, hopefully, yeah. I, I, I kind of it's one where I want to I want to get to the end. I want to see what yeah, that ending absolutely. is but i also just want mm. this to go on and on and on <laughs> a bit so yeah. i can just keep experiencing Last, yeah. uh, that 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 same sort of feeling that i'm getting from this so um, i could always play it again but you're never going to experience the same kind of initial discovery and things no. uh, with it so um I, yeah it's neat it's really good mm, mm. it's really good um i'm sure we'll talk about it just something then Again, at a later point during this year, I would imagine. But very much likely before yeah. we get anywhere near that. At all, have you got anything you want to uh, uh, chat about this week? Any games you've managed to, to fit in? I know you've had an incredibly busy week. Yeah, um, I've managed to play Connections every day. Okay, still looking that. Yeah, and and introduced um, random people at work slash at the pub, the the post work pub pint before heading home. Um. Yeah, so that was good. Um, did we talk about Tiles, the other New York Times game? I don't think we did. Oh, your New York. Times. No, I didn't. I don't. I haven't. Um, this is not something. Yeah, I... yeah. So what? No, actually, one thing I've never thought I was good at crosswords, and because I go to the New York Times games page every morning now, um, they got you. They got so that I do the mini, and it's easy. I do it in under yeah. two minutes almost every day, and it's like great, cool. Two uh, minutes. Yeah, I do it in like under twenty seconds. I don't have time to read the questions. I'm not trying to do them <laughs> fast. I'm just um. So the the like so connections is great. I played Vertex and thought there was a daily puzzle. It turns out there's just like seven puzzles, and once no. you've done them, you need to subscribe. And I was like, oh uh, damn, right. Because Vertex is a really neat thing where you're basically, mm-hmm. it's like um slightly deducing um uh, a connect the dots where you're making um triangle based um polygonal images okay yeah so every you're making trying to form the triangles and you know every node says the number of nodes it connects to like number four or whatever but it doesn't matter unless you want to pay money you'll you'll only ever play it four times or whatever right um but tiles is my favorite game that's not connections because you get like i don't know like a six by six grid or something i don't know what it was it's actually probably more rectangular it's like yeah, four by six. Yeah, maybe four by yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh essentially each box is a layer of elements, um, and they make weird looking pictures. Today's was particularly hard because they were all Mondrian esque, and so it was hard to see where the borders were. But sometimes it's just like, you know, uh, a squiggle line uh, in blue, and in the four corners, um, is are they rounded in blue or are they like? square and black and basically add four layers of that type where there's it might be like a central image something in the back in the middle and they're all tiled like they're layered on top of each other and the point is you just click on one square and you click on another square that shares an element and those two elements disappear basically every element has i think four layers yeah um tulips one would be a good one too i don't know if you've seen that one yet but it's like each part of the tulip like the type of the shape of the flower or the color of the uh flowers or the you know 
Yeah, I saw that one a couple days ago, I think. How many like leaves that, are on so, yeah. the stem? Yeah, yeah. Is it a orange or a blue flower? Is it drooping? Mm-hmm. Is it not? Mm. Yeah. That one? Yeah. And so the point is, though, what really gets me is once you get to that second one and it takes those things away, so it simplifies the image, you are then now stuck with that as your first pick to find a match on your next ones. And you're trying to, and you've got a combo score. And it'll tell you your max combo you've got for the round, or it says you're currently on whatever. So the idea would be like, I've got an orange tulip drooping, orange tulip drooping. I click that, click that. Now the orange tulips disappear, and then all whatever elements are left on this, the second box I clicked, I now have to find a box that has a shared element. Mm. And so you can kind of look ahead slash kind of chain it around or stop and have to hunt around. Um, but the point is, the way I play it is you never miss, and your combo should be the total entire game playthrough. You should just never, you should just match all the way through. And so if the your score, your current combo and your max combo aren't the same number, something's gone wrong. <laughs> because then it's challenge, like, because then it's fun, because you're, you're like pausing and you're, right? Otherwise, you could kind of, you could just like randomly click and get all the way through. Sure. Right? Um, but that's actually really good, and sometimes your brain, like, so... For the tulip one, I could see, like, I could easily pattern recognize and just yeah. scream through and got a you know, 50 combo score. Great. I, I clicked all the things and I never made a mistake. I'm a cool, good, good boy. The game <laughs> likes me. <laughs> but yeah, some of those abstract. But, but the, the one on this one today hard. was really hard. I, and I, I actually. I made two mistakes. One was a misclick because I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't see the boundaries properly and just clicked, mm-hmm. so sort of not quite to the left of where the boundary was. Um, and one of them was a gen- genuine mistake, right? It was just like a, oh, I can't. I think maybe this lines up, but like the differences sometimes are very minute, right? It could be right, like right. easily done, yeah. Easily. A white panel that's intersecting with a uh, yellow panel, as in like it looks like in in two D space. It looks like it's a little mm-hmm. like a hook hanging on things but some of them are thinner and some of them are thicker like it's very easy to do but also some of the middle elements are quite wide and so if you Mm. do what i did before which was kind of click through it and just like not plan i got to a point where i had a mostly empty cell that had one element left and but i had just used that box too many times and so it was like i actually can't see past most of the elements that share this corner of this thing so i guess i'll have to guess because i can't tell like, too much of the thing that it needs to match is obscured. So I thought it was really yeah. neat. I was like, oh, actually, this... To ensure a full run, you kind of do need to, like, do some more planning than I had thought. Because the previous few nights, the things were just much more discreet. They weren't overlapping as much. So I could kind of, like, be like, oh, hold on. Uh, uh, it's, this one definitely matches, right? I could take the pause. So more fun than you would think, I would sure. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then the other ones are less good. It's been great to uh, hear you and my sister discover the New York Times uh, games. It's like, oh, bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) I've been a subscriber for years. Well, you never told me that there were other games besides stupid crosswords. Yeah. There's a... There's a timeline quiz one now. It happens every Monday. I mean, to... if you say so. We have to... 
like, okay, what year did this happen? And you have to drag it on the timeline. Did it happen? Mm. Oh, I've I've Before played that after. game as a board game. Ooh, I like that. Mm. That board game's yeah. fun and hard. There, there was another game like mm-hmm. that a few years ago. I mean, maybe it might be the same one if, if New York Times... No, I don't know whether Wordle and their purchasing of it is was a one-off or whether yeah. actually they have just gone along and bought you know experiences mm. and brought them into that kind of their little gaming kind of ecosystem uh, but there was another like online quiz that was like all the rage three four years ago mm. it might have been around 2020 actually again similar mm. kind of time maybe around sort of the covid times where uh, uh, um the idea of pulling things on a uh, um, kind of like a timeline um mm. like was it you know one of these was before 1962, and it will show you like two images, right, two yeah. famous images, and you'll be like, oh, oh, which okay. one of these was was that sort of thing? Um, I'm surprised. What's the other one that everyone was playing for a while? Um, where you had the outline of a country, and you had to guess oh, what the what yeah. the country was. Worldle, yes, yes. Worldle, worldle. Um, yeah, I, I, the New York Times seems almost like a space. For all of these kind of mm. Java-based experiences, uh, but yeah, <laughs> not Java anymore. Um, <laughs> it turns out York Times is equal to grounds. Yeah. New York Times, new <laughs> grounds. <laughs> um, good. Okay. Okay. Um, I did try connections a couple of times. It was fun. Uh, uh, I tried one the other day, um, and I because I understood the premise of what was going on. I just hit it. I just got them all right on the first kind of run through. Yeah. Um, I'm like, cool. I've I don't think I need to play this again now. <laughs> oh, like you're like I get like this. I've, this I've, I've got it. Yeah. I've completed it. I don't need to do this again. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, but the the fun is the is sometimes it's not as easy to spot the category. That's sure. really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I played it the first time, I was like, oh, I like doing this type of categorization, <laughs> like d- deduction. I'm hooked, and you're like, "Oh, I see. Game work like this." <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Very much, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just too like, different. I, I, yeah, it's like I go back because, like, I subscribe for the crossword, and it's like I do the crossword every day, and then these things are just like around the crossword. So it's like, yeah, I'll do that. Mm. Mm. I don't always do vertex, and I can't stand letterboxed. That oh, letterbox is garbage. In my mind. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, so, yeah. And I don't. I I did Wordle a couple times for old times' sake, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's still the same." I did. Yeah. I did enjoy. What I will say is, Lucy, you mentioned the Wordle bot, and I was like, "Oh, this is neat. This mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. I could see why. Like, I get why you're saying you play the game uh, just to beat the Wordle bot." Yeah, and I get angry um, when I don't, and I shout at my computer when <laughs> I don't. Even my problem is irrational. Does that? What's your starting <laughs> word then? Robot. Do you do slate or? I'm not. Oh, you a do. You do. Person. Yeah. I'm not okay. a weirdo who has something. Why would you uh, not? If you had the option, I'm not of starting doing every game with a bone every day like you. So uh, <laughs> I, I I change every day. Like, That's good because it's better than the people who just like do the you're just very basically a wordle bot. Then starting with slate every morning. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, stupid yeah. wordle bot. I lost to it today. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I think I lost too, Whereas where the what got it in free, because of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it in four. What Let's... was it again? It was... Um... I, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> no, Boner, and it wasn't... Re- was it Remix? 
What was it? Oh, maybe I haven't resin? played today. Resin. Oh, sorry. Oh. Well, hold on. Let me let me see. Oh, look, I got it in one. <laughs> I beat the Wordle bot. <laughs> I did read an article of like, how many people cheat at Wordle. I'm just thinking, what what's the point? How do you, how do you cheat at Wordle? Literally look at well, the what I just did. Then... Oh, right. Or you open an incognito why? and you figure it out, and then in your like account. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have a, I can understand type. that actually figuring it out, but literally just looking up the answer just to write. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah. You get, get excellent. <laughs> you have one hundred internet points. Congratulations, you got the answer correct. Um, yeah. Let's talk about something. I mean, it's not like a crossword streak. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, takes work, mate. That takes work. Oh, that, yeah. That's re- that's yeah. real work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, um, something which I'm, isn't. I'm assuming we're real work. closer to ending, and I shouldn't crack a beer. You crack a beer, everyone. Go for it. Yeah, mate. I'll probably. I've still got. No, him. Maybe. Well, in that case, what, maybe half of it. Wow. This is a beer yeah, that's been lingering. Finish is just. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a beer that's been lingering on my shelf since I came to um, back from Bristol. And in mm. fact, if you can see, it was lingering on a shelf in Bristol, clearly, because look at that dust. <laughs> um, it's the Arbon, Arbor Brixton Brewery Collab ah, nice. Cherry Amaretto Stout. Oh. Yeah, oh. that's why I, I held on to it for the podcast. So it's brewed with our friends from Brixton Brewery and inspired by everyone's favorite Italian liqueur. This decadent stout has flavors of almond, delicate sweet cherry, and a hint of chocolate. Uh, and it is... A full pint in a can because it's Arbor and it's six percent. Nice. I've seen it on the shelf, uh, or on the shelves, yeah. and uh, I've just never really cherry and amaretto is not a not really a flavor combination that I'm. I don't, I don't really like amaretto. I'm. It, it I depends. Like I don't like cherry. Mm. <laughs> um, but mostly it's the um. Was it, it was bought for me? Sure. For birthday. Yeah, yeah, sure. A while ago uh, now. Uh, my crossword. But also, my street. celebration of my birthday was less involved. <laughs> I've also uh, spilt a little bit on my trousers. Oh, no. Whilst you're sorting your trousers out, I'm on a 36 day street for my crossword. That means I'll you got you... what? The whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Like In under five minutes? 36... What, what... No, it just means I've been able to complete it 36 days in a row. Nice. Um, I want to get better at that because. Um, I'll give you one guess what my longest streak is. 36. No. Ooh. 104. No. Is it 12? I was going to say I was going to say about 55, no. but okay. Mm. Six, 64. 68. Come on, this is a layup. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, Lucy. Is <laughs> nice. it is it 420? <laughs> I, I said nice, I stand by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 69. Yeah. Nice. Maybe so I should you, just leave it at that. Yeah, I was like, well, then I'm you sorry, definitely, yeah. what you want to do is continue, get a 68 streak, skip a day, get yeah. a 68 streak, skip a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, How's the beer? Port, quite heady. Um, a little, it's actually a bit red in the uh, head. I don't know if you can tell. It's got this like reddy, browny tone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it smells like, yeah, amaretto, so a bit of uh, almond. Not too, um, yeah, and a little bit of, of fruit. I wouldn't say it's 
clearly Amaretto and Cherry, but it's definitely... Okay. You, you, having read the tin, you're like, ah, yes, that's nose. Mm. I do like Amaretto. You can't, I can't have too much of it because it is very sweet, but... It is too sweet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway... A friend of mine once bought a bottle for to take to a party. Mm-hmm. Back in the days when you took a bottle of booze to a party. Yep. And it was like, mmm, I'm getting sick of this. I might be <laughs> sick, not because of the alcohol, but just because of the sugar. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's too much. <laughs> oh. Um, I wouldn't call it a decadent step. In fact, I'm a little surprised. So it's, I guess it's only 6%. I guess I, my perennial problem of wanting more viscosity off of darker beers, especially ones that are trying mm-hmm. to, like, be more boozy, right? Like Amaretto is mm-hmm. a high, reasonably high um, percentage, and so I'm kind of surprised how thin this tastes. But um, is Amaretto like thirties? No, it's a proper liqueur, right? Yeah, um, it's yeah. good. Thirty-seven point five or forty. Yeah, one of those two. Um. I would say that it definitely has the sweet cherry, but not a lot of it, and it definitely has the almond. Um, works really well with the stout, sort of the, the malty backbone of a stout. Mm. It's not too malt forward, but it's doing a lot of the work. It's doing the beer work, and then on top of that, sort of like a almost like a generic, but not in a bad way, stout base, and then you've got this like almondy layer um, with hints of the sweet cherry. Think. Like sweet cherry, like but like, I've picked cherries and sweet, not like sweet cherry as in like candied sure. cherries or cherries you get you know in the tin or chocolate covered cherries, which are just like an insanely sweet cherry taste. You're thinking it's a light cherry taste that has a sweetness to it, um, not less sour, but still kind of actual cherry. Um, and what I really like is on the finish is when this like cacao chocolate taste comes in. Mm. Which helps balance it off, because I think otherwise I would be a little... That sweetness is still quite... like it's Actually, now that my palate's gotten a little more used to the malts, it's quite sweet. And so the the fact that the very end of the finish, that cacao kind of brings itself forward and works well with helping... Like you're thinking like a dark... It might be a hint of chocolate, but it's like a dark chocolate. So you're getting... It's working well with the bitterness of the beer. You're just making it feel a bit... Like I said, a little more balanced, so you're not just like, ah, yes, amaretto cherry, and now I'm that's just fading me into feeling weird about this beer. It's like, oh yes, the chocolate is or the that chocolatey taste is helping make it be like, yes, it's finishing like a beer. Mm. Um, I will say, I wouldn't have two of these in a row having had four sips. This is just not like that type of sure. beer. What was the percentage? Six. Okay, so not too big. But probably no, no. a, bit, yeah, a yeah. big That's enough flavor. That's why I thought I'd grab it for my second beer. Yeah, big yeah. enough flavor, though, that it's, it's you know, we've said this before with sort of Arbor beers and those pint kind of cans, that there are some beers they produce which very much say, like, sharing can or something on them mm. when they're, you know, up towards yeah, the 10-odd percent. Um, but it wouldn't go amiss as a label on the can as well, potentially, mm. uh, for ones that do have that slightly more punchy kind of flavor combination to them. Disarano, yeah. uh, Amaretto is twenty eight percent. Is that all? Twenty eight. Mm. Oh shit! I take it back. Don't buy this beer. Just get just get swig straight from the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> 
<laughs> you could probably find a cherry flavor. Uh, cherry. It seems to be a cherry flavor of everything else you could fucking buy. So I'll just stick some dried cherries in there. Mm. Age. Yeah. Then chuck it. Ch- chuck the cherries in. Leave it for a year. Mm-hmm. Come back to it. Mm-hmm. See how it is. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good. Okay. Um, but yeah. So that's um. That's that basically. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. It... We'll see if it's changed at all towards the end of the episode as you're drinking through um which won't be very far away i will just mention that i have been spending some time with the with the playstation 5 uh and uh, mostly playing ratchet and clank a rift apart which is a very very good game it's ratchet and clank it's more of the same i can't remember what the, the the ps4 game uh, um, was called, but I'm pretty sure there's an episode where we talk about it, uh, and all of us are basically like, "This is very good game," uh, mm-hmm. and I think Rift Apart is of the same vein. It's a very good game. It's a great experience. Uh, it's a little bit not disjointed, but I think they wanted to let players experience lots of different, as almost as a, and as kind of like a one of those first PS5 games, like. You play the standard kind of action-adventure third-person kind of game, but then it throws you into some extra bits. There's some puzzles that you play with Clank. Mm. There's um, mm-hmm. you, you have a spider character, like a robot spider, which is going around in a computer killing viruses and stuff. There's There's kind of bits thrown into this, which seem a bit superfluous to the main kind of game, but... I think they they sort of went. What else can we do? Um, the biggest thing, and I think with with both uh, uh, Rift Apart and with the PS Five, is is just that that SSD, and just how absurd, mm-hmm. absurdly quick this 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 machine and this game is at loading in. Um, and we 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 know even from the PS Four and the first Spider Man. How quick that! How quick Insomniac got that game to, and again with Ghost of Tsushima as well, and Sucker Punch. How quick they got those load times to go to. But the PS Five is is something else. It's it's. Yeah. I'd imagine it's very similar with the with the new Xbox or the, the newer models of Xbox yeah. as well. Just how quick yeah. they are at being able to do everything. It, it is, and it's probably like a one of those features where it's like, God, how did we live without this? But I remember when that was touted as like such a massive thing. Mm. Mm. And at the end of the day, the games are still crap. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, the problem, isn't it? Who cares? Just means I can <laughs> play this bad game even quicker. Sure. Um, yeah, obviously not Ratchet and Clank, because as you say, that's a very good game. But it's just funny how, like, especially with PlayStation, actually, how, like, you know, like the whole Dual Sense thing, they've done mm. that quite a lot with the last two consoles, how the. Or even going back to the Kinect with Xbox, it's like, look at this thing. Sure. This is going to revolutionise gaming, and then mm. in the end, it's like nobody cares. Oh mate, <laughs> playing playing those um, computer virus levels. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they've decided that whenever you shoot, the the pad will vibrate Oops. violently <laughs> and violently. But violently, <laughs> it's it's like, <laughs> yeah. and. You know, it's the whole idea behind adaptive triggers, right? And and the, the, mm-hmm. the way that it, it gives you that mm-hmm. feedback. And Kim is like, turn it off. 
I'm getting <laughs> so incredibly annoyed with just this constant clack, 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 clack. I'm like, but I've got my headphone in. How can you hear any of this? And it is literally just the noise that the control pad is making from through the vibration, through the adaptive triggers. Then she's just like, no, I hate this. I hate it already. Why Why did I give you money to buy this? Like, It is, it is, really is. Especially when she's just like looking on her phone. And I've got the headphones plugged in. So there's the, the room is pretty silent. For suddenly just this... Just... How shaking. <laughs> Kids wake up. It's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how that has been adapted with newer games um, and whether they've been I able to, to get been. around the how, how aggressive <laughs> that vibration yeah. is on it. Um, you never hear about it. No. So, yeah, it's... These these new consoles are weird. I, I don't know if it's because they launched in the pandemic and they were hard to get a hold of for a certain time, but they seem like competently made things, but just like, yeah, they're just a vehicle to playing games. Yeah. There's nothing revolutionary about them. And yeah, you know, diminishing returns with technology now in terms of games and stuff like that. So it's to be expected, but yeah. It's just like, yeah, I get to play the new shiny games. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it just seems like a forgettable generation. Though. Oh, uh, I think um, it's it's that yeah. jump between the generations, right? You know, between mm. between PS One and PS Two was huge. Between PS Two and PS Three mm-hmm. also seemed huge. I mean, you know, the, the, sorry, not necessarily those consoles mm-hmm. themselves, but that generation was 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 yeah, big yeah. jumps. And again, yeah. from from sixteen into thirty two and thirty two, but into then the Playstations and the Saturns and stuff. And I think. When we got to the 360 PS3 kind of era, that next jump into PS4 was like more things on screen. There's more particles. Yeah. We can do more stuff. Yeah. It's it's GDDR5 yeah. now rather than just DDR3 memory and all of these kinds of things. Again, great. More stuff can kind of happen. The processes are better and, and all of this sort of stuff. There's more yeah. working memory to be able to, to, to do all of this. It's more like a PC, so it's easier for everyone to make big games very and much, you can buy much. them on anything. But I think then... Again, that jump between the last generation and this generation is similar. Sure, load times are much quicker. It is slightly shinier. Ray tracing exists and it makes things, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the shadow and the color difference is better. Mm-hmm. But that it, that's only like a mild step in one kind of yeah. area. You know, the visuals have got better. It is slightly faster. It's not yeah. getting up in the morning and feeding my cat and doing all of my washing up for me. It hasn't got to, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not yeah. that kind of jump into the next generation where, you know, PS1 or, or that generation into PS2 suddenly like the polygons are gone. What, what, what's all they're of these polygons. things? Oh, no, they're, they're, yeah. There are polygons, but there's just so many more of them. Yeah. Mm. That it's just changed how this looks completely. It's like I, I mean, so ray tracing is a thing that I think is really neat, and it's a yeah. thing that I used to complain about games. But the problem is, they got so good at faking lighting with non-ray tracing yes, yeah. that the only times you notice it is reflections, basically, because mm. like shadows, you can fake a certain amount with an like overlaying a bit and it's fine and we maybe it's just that i'm old enough i got used to shadows not working right so just don't notice them 
But I'm, I mean, I just live in a world with mirrors. And so when I walk past a mirror and there isn't a reflection, I'm like, oh, I've become a vampire. And it's like, that's what it means to play a video game. And that's cool. But the problem is the jump forward can't just be, oh, my God, I'm no longer non-reflecting in a game. Mm. And so until, yeah. until and basically, I think one of the things that's happened is the um, the artistry around lighting. Like as a photographer, I care about these things. I've just never thought about them in games has been how to fake making it look generic because generic is impossible because we don't have the physics available. Mm -hmm. And now we have the physics available. And so the leap forward is we didn't have to pay a bunch of people a bunch of money to fake this thing. <laughs> Instead, we can just make it. Mm -hmm. But you have to buy a new machine so that yeah. we can not fake it. And it's like, well, give your... The way you sell ray tracing is you have atmospheric games of lighting and stuff. So I guarantee you if something like Alien Isolation, sure. like a game of that caliber, like really embraced what it meant to have actual volume to the lights, right? Mm -hmm. To actually have the rays traced. And so the shadow of the thing walking past the the um, locker as you're like seeing, looking through, all that kind of stuff, borrow from film, borrow from whatever. That would be cool. Mm. The problem is... All those set pieces are basically happened probably just with baked in fakery. Yes. Like, but yeah. you would need to have something of that level to convince the average consumer that ray tracing is a thing until we realize that like it also just opens up a whole other category of things, if only to free up resources. Yes. Yeah, right. But also just how it can kind of extrapolate into sound and 3D sound and all of those kinds of exactly, things. Exactly. Right. Well. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just the problem is the big win is, is, is something that we've been kind of fooled to thinking we had already. Yeah. Right? Unless you know sure. about how video games are made, you don't think that the lighting is fake. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, All the lighting yeah. angles are pre-calculated and they're baked in. What does yeah. that mean? I don't know. What it means is it looks like the lighting works. And now mm. you're like, oh, now I didn't. It's happening real time like light does. And you're like, uh, yeah. but it's yeah. happening in, in say, before like... it was happening. You know, light box and placements and stuff like that. Like, yeah, developers got real good at that. So, like, even in like basic indie games, it's like, yeah, uh, shadows look real. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard good things about Alan Wake too. Yes, I might ask for it for Christmas. But I That's don't a... feel like I... anything. Any Did you games... play Alan Wake one? Yeah. Um, Did you play much American later after the fact. No. Um, Apparently, you don't have to. Good. Um, Did you play Control DLC Alan Wake? No, I played Control Basic and I played Quantum Break. Oh, that, yeah, Quantum I mean, Break! That literally doesn't matter. Oh, Quantum Break, doesn't oh, Quantum matter break is a better game numbers. than everyone gives credit for. I fucking loved Quantum Break. I, I think really it's like, liked it. I don't think Control is a much better game than Quantum Ooh. Break. No, they're, ba I think they're the very similar. Yeah, like the gameplay in Quantum Break is very good. The narrative in Control is better. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but that. the actual the, mechanic, yeah. yeah, I see. What you're in fact, yeah. the the uh, the things they were attempting to do in Quantum Break and mostly succeeded at, I think, in some senses, harder to do and more successful than Control. Yeah, Control. Um, they figured out that the narrative will sell it, and if they pulled back on their aspirations, it would be fine. Yeah, but it's which like was a, a lot very well polished, very excellent game, right? But like Quantum Break swung for the fences multiple ways, and the narrative didn't work. No. But the gameplay, I mean, actually, I did have a couple Good. random bugs, but of course it's me, so I definitely lent into them and then <laughs> fucked my game same up. But, like, that's on me. 
the initial bug I, I will say is on them but the like hey if you just kept doing this what would happen is on me <laughs> really break the game yeah because uh, oh, yeah. it sounds like a lot of what alan wake 2 is i'm pay too much attention because i don't really want spoilers but yeah seems very much birthed from you know quantum break like mm. that interactive kind of movie almost but um yeah but, having but like, baked into the game right rather than yeah, go away yeah, and watch a 30 minute to fucking download, tv program yeah. Yeah. oh my god the, the <laughs> sheer size of those episodes and then and also just like they were like pseudo tv episode yeah. so like 20 just, to 30 minutes and it's like i'm trying to play a video game yeah. stop stop making me watch netflix i like your plot i like your world i'm not saying that these 20 minutes aren't interesting they're just i don't want to have to do this right now do you know what video game is yeah <laughs> it was the uh non-stop uh microsoft product placement we called that like their windows phones in all the cutscenes <laughs> and stuff like that that's what did it for me um I mean, that sounds like was, a real TV show. It took me out of the immersion. It's like, who has a Windows phone? <laughs> and no one's got a Windows <laughs> oh, yeah. phone. What, what's going on in this yeah, fake universe? It's like immersion broken, you know, uh, Iceman going, yeah. you know, stopping time, you know, leap of faith. Yeah, yeah well, that yeah, makes sense. Real. Sure. But someone using a Windows phone <laughs> in an office? No. <laughs> Come on. This wouldn't oh, happen. Good, um, good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Quantum Break's a good mm, game. Mm. Um, I mean, I, really, really solid game. I think play. Alan Wake Two must be on Game Pass still, right? Because it was a, mm. it's an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, when they had an agreement with Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think I don't think they own the IP. I could be wrong, but I don't think I think Microsoft owns Quantum right. Break IP. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Wake Two was going to be the, the the game I kind of mentioned for ray tracing and that. Uh, I think mm-hmm. just from the trailers that I've seen, it does. That definitely looks like it. There is a step up. Absolutely, with with mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, and so this is what I mean about atmospheric. Mm. Like, embrace the lighting engine, and then we'll and then we'll expect the little things, and we'll start noticing them in the other games. Yes. But like, there's no way you can't sell an NVIDIA graphics card that does ray tracing at 120 FPS or whatever on Call of Duty's Shadows. Right, sure. like that's yeah. just not yeah. like you need. That that game that makes it make sense. Moody, right? mild horror game. Absolutely sold. Yeah. Yes, if, hey, if there was... the dust particles in Call of Duty are very good. I'll have you know. <laughs> it's generally impressive. I'm, oh, I'm it is on Game Pass. Pass. And we've and we've come full circle. So let's finish <laughs> there for this week. Uh, we'll return to our beers. Uh, Ado, I know you're still drinking your second beer. Yeah. Uh, but did you have any sort of final thoughts on on that one or on the first beer from? Oh, it was, a, it was a collab, wasn't it? Funky Fluid and someone yeah. else. Yeah, Funky Fluid and uh, Warsaw Festival Piva, which I think is the... I mean, that just means Warsaw Festival Beer. So I think it's a collab between um, Funky Fluid and the Beer Festival, sure. I imagine. Yep. Um, it was it was good. Um, I liked it. I liked that piney um, backbone. Um, I would easily have more than one of them. I did think that... Um, it has that. It had that character of. It has that like that one person said aspartame, but I think it just had that drying bitter note that, and, and given that it also finished a bit sweet, made you. I can see why you'd think that, but that's the one complaint was I was drinking it on the pace of the beer, not the pace of my like preference. Yep. Like I wasn't. I drank it quite quickly because it was <laughs> making me want it because of just that drying out bitterness, which I don't really like. 
Um, but every other part of the taste curve is interesting. I really want to know what the um, all Polish hops were. All Polish, only Polish hop varieties. But um, yeah, definitely tasty beer. Uh, I, I will look out for more funky fluid and also, I guess, go to the Warsaw Beer Festival, according to this. Um, so you should. The Arbor was actually... Hmm? So you should go. Yeah. Yes. The Arbor was actually kind of disappointing. Um it didn't really develop over time. I, I thought, like, the for a collab, and it's a cherry amaretto stout. I was expecting it like a, a thick taste profile, but it kind of felt like, oh yeah, there's like a stout that we threw some almonds and some cherries in, and then a bit of uh, chocolate. And the bit of chocolate, I realized I, I spoke the most about, and it's a tiny note on the finish that offset the rest of the flavor, which kind of just this. Cherry amaretto, sure, but kind of flat on both of those notes and throughout most of the curve. And it's the fact that the the, um, the chocolate played with the malts and helped offset that taste that made me more interested in that one taste. Mm. And you never want that, right? You don't want the, the hint of chocolate to be not only not celebrated because it's a hint of interesting chocolate, but because it's breaking the monotony of the main tastes, which is kind of how it felt. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you see on the shelf, you've been seeing on the shelves. I would give it a miss. Yeah, so, fair. fair. Um, Lucy, mm-hmm. the American, the big American beer. Yeah, it's very good. It's still very good. Still got a decent amount of it because once I've become acclimatized to that bitterness, mm. very much has like a, as I said, like a malty but like sweet, uh, almost. Well, caramel, almost like the the color of it, like caramelly finish, just like more sweet, and it's just long lasting. It's like, yeah, minutes would go by, and it's still, it's still like, yeah, I still have this very nice flavor um, on my palate. So yeah, that's why it's lasted so long. It's it's just a really good beer, really good beer. Mm. Um, there isn't enough rye beers. I'm sure is rye cheap. Rye's gotta be cheap. Not a clue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, it depends on where. It's certainly cheap in 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 Canada, <laughs> but I don't actually think there's a lot of local sources for rye. I might be wrong. Is it cheap in Virginia? Eh, Virginia. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It would yeah. be cheap in Virginia yeah. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe we need to export some Virginia rye. Um, because yeah, this is very very nice. It's very. It's it's not quite a throwback to, you know, rye beers that I've had in the past, just because it is a bit more fruit forward, but it still brings those notes. As I said, like the very bready, malty, caramel taste to it. Um, decent, decent body as well. So, so yeah, it's like the best of both worlds. It's kind of like bridging that gap between, you know, rye PAs. IPAs that I've had in the past and also having that bit of fruitiness um, that modern IPAs give you. So yeah, I really enjoyed this. It's a very good beer. Good. Good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel similarly about the Polys. Um, it, it's a nice beer. I wouldn't say it's a very, mm-hmm. very good beer, but it's mm. definitely hit the spot really well this evening. Um, which a lot of pollies just does oh, it's fun, like yeah. I, I, I pick up a pollies when I'm like okay I want a beer and just like yeah just to have 
a nice beer maybe with dinner or something like Absolutely. that not think about it just like you know yeah not have it expected to blow my mind just be a very nice thing on the palate so yeah very much I love and it, it, it yeah. um it mellowed very slightly that that kind of that flavor profile or that that speed that quickness of that flavor profile did mellow quite quite quickly not like mm. not instantly but you know i was a good kind of i already drank that first glass and then poured the second half of the the tin in as it started to, to to mellow and that was great because it started to bring in a few more of those initial kind of uh, uh, fruity flavors so it's actually a little bit more maybe peachy so maybe sort of a, a slightly sweeter kind of melon with a with a nice stone fruit in there as well then leading into that big kind of piney bitterness which did lessen the more and more that I drank but, but which was absolutely fine because it became much more of a rounded flavor for the beer you know having a bit of a journey through those kinds of that little bit of sweetness that that, that slight mellowing into a more stone fruit into a bit of a peachy kind of flavor and then that that pininess kind of kicking in and that bitterness that's mm. a much better than that instant sort of like here's the sweetness bam here's that bitter piney kind of flavor um so the, the beer got better as i drank it and i think it's definitely one that i would drink again you know if if the flavor had stayed the same throughout as that initial taste i wouldn't have picked this up again but i could pour another one now because my palate is acclimatized i'm going to experience the whole beer as this Mm. slightly evolved version of it or or, or, or the, the acclimatized kind of version of it which is much better mm-hmm. than that initial kind of take um i haven't had a polys beer for ages so it's nice to have one which started off a little bit kind of maybe abrupt and maybe a little bit too kind of brash but then mellowed mm. and has just gone yeah this is this is why i drink this is why i like and i pick a polys beer because they do just make good beer. And this is definitely one of them once I've got past that first initial kind of flavour. Mm-hmm. Um, good. So that's all of the beers that we have been drinking this evening. Uh, and it's the games that we've been playing over the last week. If you want to tell us about what you've been up to, you can get us at Cast on the socials. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Uh, Adel is. At the Omniarch. And Lucy is. Juicy loose nine, and you can all go to outoflives.net to look at other articles, look at reviews, look at our faces, look at the beers that we have in our video form over there as well, which just pulls to the YouTube page, which you can go to as well. Um, not to call you out too much, Lucy. Where's where's where's, know, where's the Substack, mate? What's going on? I <laughs> know. Oh, <no>. oh, no. <laughs> Call of Duty's Call just taking it over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens. A <laughs> uh, recovering addict, and you give a little bag of cocaine, just a little hit, just a little, just a little sniff, mm. and then just when I thought I was there, <laughs> pulled me back in. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's because I, it's because I would like to write something for about Call of Duty, but mm. I, I might write something about Jusant after Ooh, i finish it nice. so and i still need to get up uh something for chance of Sinar, which is half oh, yes. written so okay because yeah that's another game i enjoyed this week mm. and then i 
basically all I want to finish by the end of the year is Jusant and Cocoon. I'm Oh, have you started those are manageable. Cocoon? No. Okay. Those are manageable and I know that they'll rank for me yeah. because mm. this has been a year where I've not played much. And games are terrible. Like everyone's like, "Is this the best year ever for games?" It's like, Did wait, who said come that? Out this Nothing year? fucking no, came out. So it's not, huh? Oh, you know what the best thing about this gamers. year is? Is that I play. I got a Steam Deck and I could play games from other years more easily. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. the best. Yeah, it's all these Nintendo babies. They're like, "Tears of the Kingdom" is the best thing ever, and it's like, it's boring, I, mate. I, it's boring. <laughs> I was just like, nothing about that game jumped out at me. It's like, okay, I... Like... I did you start it and play it? I don't know if we ever... You ever no. talked about it? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You I, talked about I, it. I mean, like... I didn't, I didn't forget I mean, like, it. the premise of it and everything I've seen and the things, it's like, okay, so it's it's like adding a physics sim to Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, of the Wild. Mm. yeah. And it's like, Neat. I've played this game before. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, whatever, mate. Whatever. Like... Yeah. Uh, you know what? A, a bunch Banjo of people, if you have access to, to an engine, you can add Gary's mod to all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. Good play, play Gary's mod's fun. Left, left Still dead. fun, years yeah. later. Oh, go play um, some Team Fortress 2. Do that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is that still running? Does, are there servers? Can I, can I so. just challenge I'm you to sure. a duel? I'm pretty sure. And by Probably that I mean, do you want to do you, you, you want to <laughs> get owned by some non noobs because only non noobs play yeah. fucking yeah, TF2 no. in I'm 2023? Not, I'm not going into that. So no, um, I I I want to be the destroyer of all man. Mm, stick stick with Call of Duty, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Do you play a lot of um, TF2? Nah. Oh, okay, I was going to ask what your favorite class was. No, I didn't. Mine was Spy. I played a few matches. Spy and Scout. Those were the ones. Same for Left 4 Dead. Didn't 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 click with me a lot. Mm. So. Mm. I'm, I'm just a loser. I'm just Call of Duty loser. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, interestingly, I've just got a... Uh, what well, Earlier this evening, got an email from GOG giving me a discount code for uh, a bunch of Quake games. And I'm like... Oh. Oh. Mate, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if anyone is playing Quake, Quake, Quake Three Team Arena anymore. But fuck yeah, absolutely, uh, that game's um, fucking solid. I, yeah. I have no idea how it would feel having had what twenty five <laughs> years of gaming. Since I, 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 when, when was it? It must have been the first. It must have been just Quake, not Quake Two, because mm. I think Quake Two recently came on Game Pass. Oh, when they. Bethesda remastered or mm-hmm. touched it up um, the first Quake. I played some deathmatch in that and it's like, that's still fun. Yeah. It's yeah. still stupid, still fun. So yeah, I, I, I'd say maybe try it on Game Pass if you have a Game Pass because mm. they're free on there. Yeah. See if those servers are populated, which they might be. So, yeah. Yeah, that's probably still one of the fun. better places to, to play it, probably. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. you imagine there is a bit of a community behind it as a, as a yeah, as a game. Just on jumping service. around those levels, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like time never passed. Huh. Time mm. never passed. <laughs> oh, apart from all the bags and the grey hairs. Um, that's it <laughs> from yeah. us this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we have been tanked up, and we will see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye www.outoflives.net